right. So we're at our number ones. And I got another counterintuitive one. I hope you've seen this. And if you haven't, I hope you'll see it. It is a uh, really interesting movie that I did not like the first time I watched it and then just came to really, really dig it. Um, it's Donnie Darko, 2001, directed by Richard Kelly. So this is Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal as brother and sister, as Jenna Malone, Patrick Swayze. Really funky movie. It is set in the late 80s. It's got all those late 80s music from like Echo and the Bunny Man and Tears for Fears. And this kid is discovering that is involved in a much larger story than himself and is able to travel through time, other dimensions. And there are sort of pocket universes in this movie. And uh, it takes a while to kind of grok what's happening, but a phenomenal movie, great acting. Really, I guess the meta themes here are kind of alternate realities, but also this idea of self-sacrifice, this, this journey for this character. Years later, I caught the director's version of the movie, and it turned out that it it was produced by Drew Barrymore. And if the director's cut was what was shown to her, what she did or what her team did made the movie. The director's cut explained everything that was going on. And what this movie decided to do instead was to not explain anything. So it is a very enigmatic movie, but if you haven't seen it, I'd urge you to see it. It's, it's a great movie. So I saw this when it first came out and uh, do remember it being another one of those movies like uh, Inception where, you know, you had to kind of watch it more than once to really follow all the, all, all the storyline. Um, and it was a really well t told story. And it kind of reminded me, I remember at the time <clears throat> thinking that kind of reminded me of Seven and, um, you know, how you, how you had to, you know, very much kind of keep up with it. Uh, okay, so that was my number one. What is your number one, Mr. Wooten? My number one, I'm disappointed wasn't on your list anywhere so far, and that's Blade Runner. Okay. Right. And so yeah, as we've cool. talked about over and over again, I'm a hu huge Philip K. Dick fan. And yeah. uh, Philip K. Dick has written the the basis of all the stories of, of, of many of our like most iconic sci-fi movies. And yeah. so it's like Minority Report and Total Recall, Paycheck, Screamers, and then, of course, Blade Runner. Yeah. And so he wrote uh, a short story, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And that was then adapted into this uh, this movie, Blade Runner. And uh, it, it was it's a phenomenal movie and I recommend any anyone see it uh, it really kind of gives us a uh, it actually in, in a way it kind of runs a similar storyline to the matrix whereas in the matrix you don't know if you're you're in the computer world or not in the computer world in Blade Runner the question is are you an Android or not an Android and would you even know right and you know we're introduced to characters that are androids that throughout the movie have no idea that they are. Such a great movie. It kept going back on back and forth on my list as well. The only reason it didn't get on my list was because it has just been too long since I've seen it. So I couldn't quite access that connection with it, but just a phenomenal movie. And I, I do want to watch it again. Now, I have to ask you, so where did you land on Decker? Was he a replicant or not? Yeah, you know, this is uh, this is another one of those ones like Inception where everybody debates it. What is the what does the ending mean? Is he a, a replicant or not? Uh, where I ended at the end is I, I think he was a replicant. I absolutely think he was a replicant. And I think that was the whole point of it was to try and uh, build up to the idea that, you know, somebody could live their entire life and have no idea what they really were. Yeah, that's where I landed as well. But I saw some article where it was talking about how you've seen these sex dolls or whatever that people use. And 
and I guess right. they're building these sex robots now. And it got me thinking, well, with AI, you know, at some point you kind of cross a threshold. It's obviously what all these movies are kind of getting at. At what point does a, a Decker, an Android, have value, have rights, you know, beyond property? When they reach sentience, do they have the same full rights as a as a human being? I think that's what that movie was exploring. And now it's becoming a real life issue or will be probably in our lifetime. 